What's going on, everybody? This is Trey Demps coming back to you with the episode, another episode of New Coverage, a podcast where we give flowers and control the narrative, continuing our preview going to Michigan. Uh, this is a team last year that was 19 and 5, uh, overall 11 and 9 in conference, lost in the first round of the Big Ten tournament but ultimately had a great run in the NCAA tournament, uh, first upsetting Colorado State, then upsetting Tennessee, and ultimately losing to Villanova in the Sweet 16. But this is a team that loses four starters, which is going to be a huge blow. A lot of guys are going to have to step up into uh, new roles. You know, they have a lot of transfers, young players. And so first thing that I'm going to do, I'm just going to break down their projected starting lineup and then get into some keys that I believe that will be important going into this season. Um, first with their starting lineup, the projected point guard with Frankie Collins transferring to Arizona state, which was a shocker um, is transfer point guard, Jalen Llewellyn, who I believe is going to have an incredible year. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how he adjusts to power five basketball, but he's a guy that I believe um, fits the Big Ten well. He has good size, about 6'3", um, a guy that can score at all three levels, uh, can knock down the mid-range, was, was a pretty good three-point shooter. I think shot around 37 38%, and took quite a few a game, and is a guy that just knows how to play. Um, I think that he will ultimately adjust better or quicker, I should say, to Big Ten basketball than Devontae Jones did a season ago. And I think that he's a guy that has incredible, uh, incredibly high basketball IQ, came from Princeton, really knows how to move without the basketball, um, knows how to play in a variety of ways. Because even though uh, Princeton obviously runs the Princeton offense, uh, watching some film, they they ran quite a few sets where, you know, there were some ball screen actions where he was able to play with some freedom. And obviously, you know, that's how Coach Howard likes to play. So I don't think he will have a hard time adjusting. I think some players, when they come from uh, the Princeton offense, me being one of them, when you get into a pro style of offense, it can be hard to adjust. But I think he will adjusts uh, quite smoothly to Big Ten play. So expect a big year from him. Uh, at the shooting guard position will be Kobe Bufkin, that I believe will, will ultimately be the starter. Um, there's been a lot of hype and a lot of uh, speculation, you know, coming into this offseason of how much he has improved um, just in his confidence and his body. Um you know, he's a guy that was a top 50 recruit um, and, and a guy that, you know, had some expectations coming in, but I don't think was physically ready to to show off his skill set and his package. I think you saw it in flashes last year. And obviously they were stacked at that position with Eli Brooks um, and some other guys. But I think now coming into year two, you know, putting on that weight, uh, you know, having a year of Big Ten experience, I think you can expect big things from him as well. And one of the things that I'll touch on a little bit later on is it is tough to
to come in to Big Ten basketball after being the guy in high school and essentially, you know, have to play with an All-American big where you're 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 having to split um, about 50 percent of the half court reps or half court opportunities with three other guys because the big fella is going to take uh, a handful of those shots. So I think um, th- you know, this upcoming year, I think he'll be more used to playing with a guy like Hunter Dickinson. He'll be extremely confident. Last year only shot 38% from the field. I expect that number to go up as well. Um, and I and I think, yeah, I think he's he's one of the few returners that understands the system, understands how Coach Howard wants to play. And I think that's going to be a huge advantage um, having him back. Um, so going into the small forward position or the other wing, because essentially both wings play the same, um, is Coach Howard's son, uh, Jet Howard. You know, a guy that was uh, an All-American in high school, a uh, guy that is, you know, a highly touted player it wasn't a guarantee that he was going to play for his dad you know his dad had to recruit him and uh I, I know Michigan is happy to have him and I, I think that the first thing that that stands out you know watching a few of his clips is just how elite of a shooter he is you know he can really shoot the basketball at a high clip and and not even from the only from the college line but also from the NBA line you know he can really extend the range uh, one of the things I noticed, you know, watching him, he's going to have to improve uh, with his ball handling, I think, a little bit. Uh, you know, he's a, he's a little bit loose with the basketball, you know, has a has a wiry body. Um, but I think with the opportunities, um, obviously, you know, knowing his dad, I think he it, it, might, it might take some time for him to adjust initially. But I think once he gets into the groove with his skill set, you know, guys that are skilled and have high basketball IQs um, ultimately adjust quicker. And and I think Jed Howard has all that, you know, being around NBA basketball uh, his whole life with his dad, obviously playing with the Heat, being on the Heat coaching staff, um, you know, as a guy and myself that was essentially around it, it, it definitely gives you an advantage to adjust uh, quicker. And I think it's also good that he's a shooter first because there's going to be a lot of double teams coming Hunter Dickinson's way. And I think he'll be able to stretch the floor so that teams won't be able to help and double team um, as frequently. Uh, going to the power forward position and a guy that I've heard tremendous things about and I'm excited to watch this year is Terrence Williams the second. Coming into his junior season last year, averaged about five points per game, uh, about three rebounds in 15 minutes per game. And he had some big time games. There there were certain games where, you know, he was inserted in, into the lineup and, you know, he, he, he had double figure scoring nights and he was able to knock down threes. And I think one of the things I like about Terrence Williams II is he's not scared of the moment. He's a guy that is going to embrace it. And I think with uh, an expanded role and more opportunity, I think that he is really, really, really going to flourish um, in his junior season. And and I think that, you know, once again, playing with a guy like Hunter Dickinson that uh, attracts so much attention in the low post to have a four man that could really stretch the floor 
and shoot the ball at a high clip as he shot 39% last year is going to be incredibly important for this team. And then obviously you can't forget about the big fella, Hunter Dickinson coming into year three, um, all American average 19 and nine last year. Uh, two things, you know, that stand out to me that I want to see him improve upon. Obviously, you know what he can bring from the low post um, and his offensive package and, you know, proved to people last year that he can expand his range um, was a 33% three point shooter. But, you know, he, he was a guy that was capable of knocking him down and pick and pop situations, which I felt like was huge for the team. But one thing that I really think that he can improve upon is his ball screen defense. I think he can really become a liability um, defensively, especially in ball screen situations. There, there are certain games I was watching Michigan states, I believe where, where Hogard and, and Tyson Walker were getting downhill at will. And Izzo essentially just ran a high ball screen every single time down the floor and made Hunter Dickinson guard. And he uh, quite frankly, wasn't able to. And, and I think that's something you know, obviously it's tough when you log as many minutes as he does. He plays about 33 minutes a game, which is a lot for a big man. Normally you're in the high 20s. But I think that in order for this team to be uh, as good or even better than last season, I think that his ability to guard ball screens is going to be huge because opposing coaches in the Big Ten know that that is a that is a perceived weakness of this team. Maybe non-conference teams don't know it as much, but uh, Big Ten opponents know that and are going to try to exploit that. Um, another thing that I think that you know that he can really improve upon is um, being able to make passes out of double teams. You know, the guy averaged about two assists a game. Um, he's not a he's not a bad passer out of the double team, but I think that there were certain times where the ball would stick with him and, um, you know, he would get it out a little bit late and teams were able to close out on shooters, especially in the non-conference games. I want to see him be able to really get that thing out and be able to read the defense and get his other guys, especially the non-conference games, open opportunities on the offensive end because that's going to be key because he's going to, he's the only returning starter of this team. Um, so yeah, that, that, that wraps up the starting lineup. Um, you also probably coming off the bench, you have this kid that, uh, that, uh, you know, that, that they're raving about as well. Yusuf uh, Kiat, um, player from uh, Lebanon played for uh, a French team, Last year, um, a guy that has pro experience, 6'8", very versatile, um, a great athlete, uh, can score at all three levels, maybe not at the Big Ten level right away, but a guy that I think that eventually, you know, as time goes on, will will find his his rhythm and his game at this level and be an efficient player. yeah, it'll be exciting to watch his development Um, and to have a player of that caliber that's used to playing against grown men um, will be helpful coming off your bench. And then you have Terrence Reed, um, who's number 35 prospect overall, 6'9", will probably be Hunter Dickinson's primary backup. 
um, you know, a guy that that's definitely going to be capable. That's, uh, you know, has pretty good post skills for his, for his age and size, um, has good hands, has a good touch. Um, it's a natural score. So definitely expect him to get some minutes and obviously take some of that load off of Hunter Dickinson so that maybe he's in the high twenties and not having to play 33, uh, minutes per game. Um, and then Doug McDaniel freshman, it's going to be a spark plug undersized guard. Um, uh, believe he had a really good showing on their, uh, foreign tour. Um, you know, had some, have some big moments and big games. And then uh, you have Isaiah Barnes and Jace Howard who are going to compete for time at the backup wing position. So just going to give you two keys that I think that are going to be huge for Michigan uh, this season. I think that the first thing I mentioned it before is being able and learning how to play with a dominant big. There's going to be a learning curve for some of these guys who are used to being the guy or uh, have not played in a system where you have to throw the ball in 50% of your possessions. And, and if you think about it, essentially now you're sharing, um, you know, 50% of your half court possessions with three other guys. Right. And so you're, you're, you're essentially only getting like 15% of the half court uh possessions and and that could be tough it's because if you miss one shot or if you turn the ball over um it it can really 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 uh derail your confidence as as an offensive player and i think the worst thing for this team honestly is being overly reliant uh upon hunter dickinson um second key that i think for this team is uh, their bench, right? I think, you know, what what can they get outside of their starting five? You think about their team last year, I really felt like they came alive as a guy like Frankie Collins really started to emerge and, and really play significant minutes. And now you had two starting point guards, right? And then Terrence Williams obviously was coming off the bench some and gave you that that spark. I think that was one of the things that really propelled this team to, to make a run and to get into the tournament, to turn things around. And, you know, th this upcoming season, they're going to be heavily reliant on their bench of younger players, you know, five-star guys, you know, because coach Howard can really recruit, but nonetheless guys that don't have a ton of experience uh, playing big 10 basketball. Um, so I, that, that's, I think that's going to be a question and a key for this team, because I think with Jalen Llewellyn, I think with Hunter Dickinson, I think those guys, you know, having a ton of college basketball experience, especially I'm more referring to Jalen Llewellyn, having a ton of college basketball experience, I really think that he's going to be okay. But it's about the guys that are ultimately coming off the bench, some of the younger players, um, you know, I think is is a question mark coming uh into this season. So that is the preview of Michigan. Um we will be headed to Michigan State next. I'm excited to watch this Michigan team play. I love the way that Coach Howard plays. They they run a ton of great stuff. It's not talked about enough how much uh Coach Howard is an offensive magician. 
uh, just like the coach that he preceded in Beeline. So I'm excited to watch them play. I'm excited to watch a guy like Kobe Bufkin come in a year two and potentially have a breakout year. So I think this is going to be a good team. Predictions, I think that this will be a three seed in the Big Ten. I think they'll finish third. Um, I'm not going to tell you who I think will finish first and second, but I think that this team may have some struggles in non-conference play like last year, especially because of the slate that they have. They they choose to take on some of the best teams in the country in the non-conference, and I think that will serve them well ultimately, but uh, I think they, they might have some lumps, and then I think they will get the ball rolling uh, once Big Ten play um, gets going. So this is Trey Demps, new coverage. Until next time, Michigan State's up next.